Welcome to Breaking Banks, the number one global fintech radio show and podcast. I'm Brett King. And I'm Jason Henricks. Every week since 2013, we explore the personalities, startups, innovators, and industry players driving disruption in financial services. From incumbents to unicorns, and from cutting-edge technology to the people using it to help create a more innovative, inclusive, and healthy financial future. I'm J.P. Nichols, and this is Breaking Banks. Welcome to Breaking Banks. This is your host, Jason Henricks, and joining us today is Dino Leikwitz. Dino has studied on three continents and has a wealth of experience in the digital economy and blockchain. In fact, he helped co-found and build Four Art Technologies in 2018, well ahead of the NFT rage. What does Four Art Technologies do? Let me break it down. The company combines the blockchain with its patented technology and offers all of the art world participants more transparency, security, and process efficiency. Using a smartphone camera, the microscopic structure of artwork is captured and converted into a digital fingerprint. Together with the provenance of the artwork, this fingerprint is secured with the blockchain as a tamper-proof biometric passport. Once stored, the technology enables the artwork safely and uniquely assigned its digital certificate and enables easy execution of all relevant art handling processes. I am so looking forward to learning more about the changing business models of the NFT and the art world in general with Dino. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. And, you know, NFTs are all the rage. And there is, of course, a question, is it a bubble? Is it just, you know, the latest of the crypto madness that will, will pop? And I think most people, especially our audience, understands them at a high level. But can you maybe break down the NFT or the non-fungible token ecosystem? And where does for art technologies play? Sure thing. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you very much for for um, having me here as well. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure that your listeners are quite aware of NFTs since they have been basically everywhere. I don't I don't know. I don't have enough hands uh, in my vicinity to count the many times that I've heard NFTs and all the uh, random uh, different platforms. But essentially, is NFTs as they say the non fungible tokens. So they are unique uh, digital tokens on the blockchain. Um, which will help you to um, really shorten or um, sort of handle supply of, of a certain resource, in this case, information and data. Um, and in the case that we have when it comes to the art world, which is, of course, what we are concerned about, um, it is a way to uniquely handle um, and, and to um, scarcify digital um, information, digital artworks, uh, these can be still, these can be movies and so far. And um, these, of course, are now being traded because they are scars, something that wasn't possible before. That's why um, digital media didn't really play a role in the um, art market when it comes to investing in art and trading art and so forth. Um, but because through the NFT application, they have become unique and they have become collectible because they have become scars. Um, that's how how really just within a matter of, of months really I mean NFTs have been have been around for some time but their provenance their prominence started I mean months ago it's been a, a extremely quickly developing ecosystem um, with lots of demand and lots of interest um, and and I mean we're still discovering sort of sort of where it goes um, but that's really what has been created a way to uniquely trade and handle and collect digital art um, and now that we have sort of this foundation that that's possible in the first place. We're trying to figure out as quickly as possible what you can actually do with it, where the limitations lie, and what is required to really 
uh, mature this ecosystem, which is still super brand new. It's extremely wild west, especially now in the coming uh, in the coming weeks. You'll have, um, you know, an, a huge amount of different kinds of platforms and solutions coming online, where you can trade, collect, purchase, handle these sorts of uh, these sorts of NFTs. Um, so again, we are in the midst of of seeing this development, and uh, we here at Fork Technologies uh, in Little Zug in Switzerland. Um, have been watching this this trend for quite some time. I mean, we've had you know firsthand exposure. Um, I think uh, the first time, like late 2018, early 2019, yeah. uh, when we. I, I'm I'm curious about that, right? Because you know, for our technologies was started in 2018. NFTs weren't really a thing. What problem did you set out to solve then? Yeah, I mean, we didn't actually um, set out to solve anything regarding NFTs. What, um, what we have at um, early or, or late 2017, early 2018, when we started, it was really the question of, of digital provenance um, and the handling of documentation information regarding um, artworks. How do you make sure that the, that the documentation that you have is secure and verified for generations to come and you can do throw through the blockchain um, but the question of course is how good is a digital certificate in providing information when you have a physical asset and no connection and that's what we set out to do and that's how we've created unique patented technology to to permanently link through invisible uh, identifiers a physical asset to digital information and then handle uh, the digital information securely starting that point these blockchain certificates are not all that far removed from NFTs today. So the problems to be solved are essentially identical. So that's super interesting. You were originally using a digital technology to provide the authenticity for a physical piece of art. And now you're using physical aspects of the security to provide the security for a digital piece of art. Absolutely. I mean, there's really two worlds that we're playing in. The one yeah. is where NFTs are coming from, which is digital artworks, digital media. Through NFTs, you can create the scarcity and you can follow up on what happens with these digital artworks, right? You can you can trade ownership, you can trade different kinds of rights, um, whatever you have, because these artworks are already in the digital world. It's that that transition is a bit easier. But now that you have this new ecosystem. And to to make this digital media and this whole you know NFT um, ecosystem more relevant for the general art world, you have to bring in the physical art pieces. And here again, the question, just as before, with blockchain certificates for, for authenticity or birth certificates or whatever, you need to have that that permanent, immediate, super secure connection. And again, that's what we provide besides a whole host of different complementary services is through our patented digital fingerprint, provide a secure link between the physical and the digital. And then once you've digitized the physical asset, you can, of course, utilize all these wonderful things that the digital ecosystem can offer. Yeah. Can you go into a little more detail how you provide that security layer? Because you just made a big announcement um, this week around the first truly secure NFT how is it that you approach that? Absolutely. Um, there's there's two main components. The first one is the NFT themselves. The NFT, I mean, given the different kinds of kinds of structures, like an EOC twenty seven twenty one or eleven fifty five token, whatever you want to use, there's certain structures that adhere to it, and you have quite a few platforms that have made it quite easy to mint these NFTs, right? Mm -hmm. However, there is a number of different issues. These mostly relate to security. 
So for one, it's super easy to not identify yourself. You can get cryptocurrency from somewhere and you can just mint, mint NFTs. You can theoretically steal artworks, you know, you can copy images, whatever, just mint NFTs, you know, um, and, and then you can sell them and, and make it go that way. We have a system already for four years now where we identify every user with a KYC. So we know exactly who they are. So we can ensure that we don't have all that many mean-spirited um, users in the system. Then the next step is the clarification of user rights. Again, now it's very simple to mint NFTs, but you don't really know what's what's contained in them. You don't have any idea what the rights um, are that are contained with them. So again, we during that minting process, we have a clear clarification. You have different options that you can choose that are clearly conveyed to the buyer. Um, we include a, a, a solid legal document, again, which is always retrievable, so you know exactly what the rights and the privileges contained in the NFT that you're purchasing are. And of course, a forensic watermark is always included to the digital media. So you can always make sure that the NFT relates to, to one bit. And the other bit is then, what we've talked about before, is bringing the physical into the digital. So with our fingerprint, we can uniquely identify a physical artwork, digitize it, provide that permanent link, right? So you can have all these options for physical works. Um, and you have that, that, that not the question of, of having a random image or just someone going into a museum, taking a photo image of, of any kind of artwork and then just creating an NFT and selling it. Um, you know, you have that secure proof of authenticity and that clear provenance. So you know exactly what kind of artwork you're buying, no matter if it's physical or digital. So people understand a lot of the physical side and the desire to um, you know, either trade in artwork, right? So there is an investment aspect to it. And there's other just like the knowing you own it, but it often turns out, you know, you donate that somewhere else. So others do know you own it, right? So you, it appears in other museums. What do you see people doing with NFTs outside of just the trading right now that's driven up so much of a boom? Is it is the value just in knowing I own, you know, this piece? I mean, that's, there's certainly value to it. Uh, and, and something that I love about, about the art world in general is that, it's it's such a perfect human mirror because it contains all the little bits that makes us humans humans, which is which is very interesting to see. And and just having, you know, having the possibility and, and the position to say I own something is certainly of value to many people. Um, but when it comes to the arts, just having a piece of art somewhere maybe uh, localized or there, that's not viewable, I think the value is then very much diminished. So the question is, okay, how do we share art? How do we show art, right? I mean, again, something that's being discovered right now that people are trying to figure out. But again, something that we've been developing for the past three years is not just a secure way to digitize art, but then provide an integrated direct way of, of showing that art, right? So the question, for example, we had is, okay, how do we, especially in the COVID pandemic, provide a way for artists to promote themselves directly to reach collectors. It's you digitize an art piece and then we have an included VR 3D showroom where you can then create your own collections and share that to the whole world, right? However oh, you fantastic. Like. And it's probably the same with, with NFTs, right? You, you buy an NFT, you can even combine physical and digital artworks in one collection and then show that to others, right? And you can interact with them and then you can... It's not the same as meeting in the physical world, but it gets certainly very close, um, especially in times that we have now. Yes. So are there who are the winners and the losers in the NFT world? 
I mean, very certainly the biggest beginners in general, the biggest winners are the, the artists in general, because it not only brings in a whole new type of artist to the to the um, to the art marketplace which is the digital artist i mean they were yeah. essentially excluded previously because nobody wanted to pay you know decent sums of money for digital art um, plus something that we've been working on but that now came to the market is is the the question of royalties with nfts you can very easily connect an artist to the artwork and they can participate in the value gains that you may have uh, along its life cycle uh, and that provides different kinds of income streams to artists because i mean you know of of you know the big names but most artists are struggling they're doing this part time you know as yeah. as a hobby but many would like to have the income to to do this full time and that's certainly a way to do that collectors are of course a big gainer because now you have a whole new asset or collection class of, of art that you can collect, which is great, which is really a benefit to the art world as a whole, right? Um, I mean, certainly like auctioneers, for example, with Christie's, you know, um, the, the $70 million sale of the people of the people um, artwork certainly wasn't bad for them. I mean, they gained some money. Um, and in short term, it's probably finance who are, who are benefiting most currently because of the big hype, because the big numbers that are being that are being um, gained and, and achieved right now, and just the humongous uh, expansion and, and this very open approach to try this new asset class. Um, finance is very much a bene benefactor in the short term. Again, nobody really knows how it's going to develop in the long term. Is it going to continue to have these high values? We don't really know. Losers is probably the establishment market. Uh, I mean, in the art world in general, and again, as a digital um, innovator and at the frontier of high tech in the art world, um, we know that many participants of the art world are very much resistant to change. They have been doing the same kind of business for the past you know, decades. Yeah. Why change a running system? However, times are changing quickly and immensely. So you have to react and you have to adapt. Otherwise, you know, you're not uh, long for, for this world. Um, so, so in general, I think the establishment is one that has to react very quickly and has to adapt. Otherwise, they will they will suffer, certainly. Um, but there's also questions, for example, when it comes to copyright, theft and forgery, again, in the digital. This can be quite tricky to handle. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a straightforward answer. Again, there's still lots to discover when it comes to NFTs and art. Yeah, well, I thought Michael Casey of Coindesk had an interesting take in an article that he wrote on NFTs, and he said, you know, when it's upending business models, which you you know the art trading business model is as old as the banking business model, both in need of upending. But you know, he saw one of the core problems of the web is that digital replicability that you just talked about, right? And that that is the problem to solve you know, that can open up all sorts of other innovations when it comes to both arts and information and authenticity. Where else do you see NFTs playing in as we're looking at this new horizon? Are there any trends that you think people should pay attention to? Uh, very certainly. I mean, scarcity brings in value, right? If you have, a, for example, a newspaper article, any kind of information that's freely accessible, that is free, generally, when something is free, people don't see a whole lot of value in it, right? You don't really value, for example, you know, an article that has taken weeks or months to, to create, to bring in that information. You read it once, it's three, whatever, and then you read the next thing, right? And if you provide scarcity, maybe, and again, this, this is open, of course, to discussion, but maybe you can then provide a different kind of value, something that we are trying, for example, where we have digitized a, a gigantic artwork um, previously, um, which was done for charity. There's a whole uh, big story about it. 
but we have, of course, digitized it, placed it in different kinds of showrooms, and then created an experience token, which is limited, uh, which can be purchased um, uh, at, at small sums for, for charity. Um, but again, we hope through the scarcity um, to create value where people appreciate the art a bit more in this whole concept. Um, so maybe that's something where NFTs can help, uh, whereby creating scarcity, but in you know, on, on the other flip uh, flip side of this coin, create value, which may be lost currently. I love this concept of even having an experience coin, you know, like there's a whole lot of interesting that speaking of the merging, the physical and the digital to, you know, be able to say, you know, instead of the snapshot of you in front of the Eiffel Tower, do you get a token, you know, that you begin to collect and have, you know, like proof of experience, you know, on the things that you've done, you know, Again, a very interesting and very different, you know, business model that before wasn't going to be a possibility. Do you have any other, you know, uh, trends that you think we should be looking at uh, around scarcity and the ability to track the authenticity? Well, I mean, there's especially. When it comes to arts, of course, that that's a prime subject. I mean, when, when it's not just not just um, you know um, paintings or any kind of sculptures or any kind of that art or digital art or, or music in that sense. But I think there is, I think the the point of experience, a lots of experience or insights or or mm -hmm. things where where scarcity and therefore value could could change uh, that we could accept differently. Although I have to say, I'm a big big supporter of of openness and democratization. Um, so the internet. And this whole digital um, digital move and, and push that we've seen, um, I quite heavily support that because, I mean, for example, the art market before was very difficult to get into. Now with all these digital models and platforms and NFT for whatever, it's very easy as an artist to get exposed, to maybe even get paid quite quickly to help support this idea, to help support your passion um, for a lot more people than it was previously, which which I think is, is wonderful and should be should be applauded. Um, but we'll see how it goes. NFTs are super exciting, I feel. They're not a brand new idea. I mean, they've been around for, for a number of years, but as more and more people get exposed to it, the same, for example, when it comes to cryptocurrency, um, we'll see exactly how, it, how, it, uh, how it's going to impact us. And um, I see a lot of opportunity and possibilities coming with NFTs for people to, to do exactly what they, what they like to create transparency, um, but to also create a, a history or, or a system where uh, people can be held um, accountable and we can track and trace exactly what is happening. So if people want to learn more about for art technologies, where can they go? Well, they can go just about anywhere. Um, the easiest one is probably our website, um, forart-technologies.com, but they can also go to our Instagram, LinkedIn, um, YouTube, whatever. We have lots of material. They can check it out because what we're doing also almost always sounds a bit of magic. Uh, and, and what we are doing is still very new to the to the art world and to people in general. So we'll be happy to um, to to uh, give an insight into that for people to to check us out. And we're always happy to answer questions and, and get in touch and get in touch. So uh, there's no reason to hesitate. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Dino, for the education on the underpinnings of the NFTs and how the business models themselves can begin to change. Wonderful, Jason. Thank you very much. That's it for this week. If you like the show, make sure to give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform or share it with a friend or share it on social media. We'll see you again next week with more Breaking Banks.